What's going on, my brothers and sisters around the world? It's your boy Terrell Humphrey, and welcome to episode number 44. Today, we got my special guest, my brother Jawan Day. What's going on, man? Not much, not much. Just relaxing on the weekend. Yes, sir. Getting in, getting in. Who are you? What do you do? And where are you from? Uh, a little bit about me. My name is Jawan Day. I'm from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, born and raised. Uh, I'm a high school football coach and a uh, football trainer. So that's what I am and that's what I do. Man. And I don't know if y'all heard Little Rock, Arkansas. You feel me? I don't know, I don't know if y'all see the Razor back on his chest. You feel me? Yes, listen, listen we're we, we making history, making history. So basically what this podcast is about is empowering people to become the best version of yourself by doing what you love to do. And and football, would you say that you football is something that you love dearly? Yeah, football. Um, shoot, football is my life. Um, I started playing football basically when I was six years old. My dad. Uh, one day, my dad just came home. He was like, "Do you want to come with me?" He was like, "I hopped in the car. We went. We was at. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember. If y'all from Little Rock, we it was a, a school called Southwest Middle School." And out there, it was uh, the West Side Steelers. That's the first time I touched the football. And I went out there, and I loved it. I uh, went out there, and I just want more. So uh, I started playing football uh, my whole life. And then I had an opportunity to um, actually uh, go play college ball. I played college football on, I say, all three levels. I got a chance to play Division One football at the University of Arkansas. I got the chance to play uh, at a D1 AA in uh, Texas, Stephen F. Austin. And I got a chance to play uh, Division II football. And it was at uh, University of Arkansas, Monticello. I ain't going to leave him out. Um, and it was beauty and all of it. Uh, you got to learn. The, big, the, best, uh, the biggest thing I took from playing football is more the fellowship with the other guys. Uh, you got to meet a bunch of people from uh, different areas. And that's just – what I loved about it. Cause I'm a big, I like to study people behavior. And I like to figure out why you act this way. Why you, you know, why you listen to Lil Boosie or why you listen to all that. So, uh, you know, I got to meet people from Miami, like they lingo, how they talk, how they dress, got to meet people down in new Orleans. They talk different. They like mm-hmm. different food, different stuff. And then you got the kids from California and then you got us from Arkansas and we just all, come together and we just bond but uh uh football it, it means a lot to me it, it's something where i got to just be myself and be free because i was a shy kid but when i got on the football field i feel like i can express myself so uh my career now as a coach and a trainer i just want to pass that i just want to live my dream keep living my dreams through the other kids so i just want to push them and just get them perspective of stuff that I experienced, just, you know, give them advice. And I just love giving back, you know, um, my football training stuff, I make money off of it, but, you know, I'm the type of person that money I make, I give back. So like this one kid that trains with me, he'd been training. He was my very first kid that I trained. So like he'd been coming to me for a while. So, you know, whenever I get a chance, the money he been paying me, I've been putting it back. So I'm able to give him stuff like gloves, cleat visors, you know, so he can be swagged out on the field. Cause I know when I was younger, my, uh, my parents made sure I had everything I need to go. So I, mm-hmm. that's just kind of what I want to do. So, and then, uh, as far as why, you know, 
I, I can't see myself doing nothing else. You know, when I finished playing ball, <clears throat> I actually got a job, an office job with my mom, uh, DHS, downtown Little Rock. I'm sitting in the office in the cubicle, and I hated it, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get a bunch of older women around you. They gossip all day. You just sitting at the computer, staring mm-hmm. at the clock. My neck hurt. My back hurt. You know, you know, I'm sneaking, trying to get on ESPN, watch highlights and stuff, because that's just, you know, I knew that was my call, and I'm like, I can't do this. I got to be standing up. I got to be coaching. So that's just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, why. It's just me being around sports. That's what I love to do. And I love the fact. So you say you like to understand why, you know. So it sounds like you're your major psychology. Mm, no, no, no. I ain't no, I ain't no psychology major. No. I ain't no school person. <laughs> like I said, I'm sports. But one thing about me is, like, uh, school, that's something you have to do. So if I want to be a coach, I know I got to get my teaching license. So. I'm going to grind and I'm going to do what I got to do for that. But I ain't going to like it. I ain't going to enjoy it because that's not me. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to be able to do what I want to do, if that makes yeah. sense. I agree. I agree. And and my bad. So you're not pursuing psychology. But I understand. But the reason why I said that is because everything that we do, there's a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Where you're from, how you was raised, how you carry yourself. Everything comes intact with each other, but we never understand. Why are mm-hmm. we this person today? Why are we this person today? Is it because of our past? Is it because of our environment? Is it because of our current situation? Who are we? And people mm-hmm. really don't understand. Like, there's a reason behind everything. What is yes. that reason? People are so judgmental that we forget yes. to understand rather than, well, we, we forget to understand more than we judge. So, and 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 that's crazy because you're doing the small things. Your very first client that you, that, that, would, that you was able to coach, you're putting back in them. You're putting mm-hmm. everything that you he putting you begging to just begging to him, and it just goes to show it's not about the money. It's just it, you just you just making him better just by showing mm-hmm. just by showing up, just by believing in him, just by showing. Okay, boom, I'm gonna buy you some gloves, buy you some visors, but none of that materialistic stuff even matter if you really want to keep it above. Mm-hmm. It's about the love and the compassion that you yeah. have for the young man, because man, because yeah. we're on the same path, we're on the same path. Because I'm, I'm looking to educate them. Well, not looking. I am educating the masses on like the opportunities that's out here. You have to be doing what I'm doing. No, absolutely not. But the one thing that you do have to do is follow your dreams, follow your heart. Right. You did that because you just explained it. Yeah, but um, yeah, you exactly right. Um, and all that stuff correlates. You know, if you want to be a good coach, you know, you want to be a good teacher. Uh, the biggest thing you got to understand why a kid act the way they act. Why, why are they coming to school mad? You know, why, why are they, um, you know, why are they quiet? Why are they hyper? You know, different things like that. You'll never truly understand unless you build a relationship. I mean, you can come up to them and talk to them and say, Hey, what's wrong with you? But you know, if you don't build that relationship, I, I feel like you could, uh, you can never get to a kid. So my biggest thing when I'm, um, um, when I'm teaching and I'm coaching, I like to get to know the kids, you know, um, what, what makes them happy? What's make, what makes them sad? Do you have any brothers? Is your dad in your life? How do you, how do your mom treat you? Do you, you know what I'm saying? And then you can just know, you notice a lot and it's, it's not, um, you don't got to go too deep with them. It's just, you know, you, you see them in the morning. Good morning. How are you? Shake their hand, mm-hmm. you know? Talk they lingo a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Let them know, like, hey, my door's open. You can come talk. Uh, 
over this past year when I was working on getting my teaching license, I took a, um, well, start off, I had, uh, I did my first year coaching in, um, in Texas. So, mm -hmm. I, but I want to give back to um, the kids back in my home state in Arkansas. So that's why I decided to move back to um, Arkansas. So mm -hmm. um, I'm up here in Northwest Arkansas. I um, take, took a major pay cut, um, taking the, um, they call it a classified job. You got a certified job and a classified job. So mm -hmm. I took a classified job in ISS. Um, I had a blessing that this principal up here, um, he's from Little Rock. You know, he's a white man. He's from Southwest. He's from the same hood I'm from. You know, he gave me this opportunity to go in here and be an ISS teacher and also work on my studies at the same mm -hmm. time. So while I'm in there, I got to, you know, when you in ISS, you're going to get all the trouble. <laughs> first, first three weeks is a little rough, but, you know. Um, I start building a relationship with those kids and it's just like, it's just, you'll be wild and amazed, you know, you get an opportunity to teach them, you know, tell them, you know, you know, kids, let's see, the oldest grade in their school is sixth grade. So, you know, they see a lot of stuff on TV and you just got to explain to them, you know, they ain't the route you want to take, you know, because they looking at rappers and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they see this and that, you know, different, different things, a lot of violence, a lot of drugs. And, you know, they glorify that stuff. And, you know, I had the opportunity to go in there and talk to them look like, hey, that's it's not really like that. You know, jail, jail is real. You know, you they not going in there and getting out. And like, it's not like how they glorify. So mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to talk to so many kids and I feel like I got to some. I probably didn't get to all of them, but, you know, it's a few that I did get to. And that's just all that matters. You know, for me, mm -hmm. just helping the next generation. Sure. And that is powerful because <clears throat> what I can realize, you might not impact the masses that's in your uh, percentage of your area right now, but over time, somebody gonna come to you, but like, man, coach, what you said to me, that shit, it, it really helped me a lot. It really helped me a lot because, man, I was going through some things, and the uh -huh. fact that you showing that you care means a lot. <clears throat> it's not even about materialistic things. It's not about money. It's about making that person feel like a human being, making that person feel loved, making that person feel heard. And 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 it's a, and it's incredible because you're speaking from experience, right? So so what it what what because I asked uh, Alice the same question. What did your parents instill in you, or what is the biggest thing that you took from them? Uh, a lot of stuff. Well, the biggest thing, uh. The last name day that's our last name so when you if you think about the last name day um probably think about my grandpa my grandpa called my grandpa big boy uh rude day it's alex miller name actually so our biggest thing the last name day you think of hard work and integrity we don't steal we don't take from nobody and we gonna if we if we want some we gonna we gonna bust our tail to get it and mm -hmm. you know people always ask what makes uh Exception. Well, my older brother, he plays sports too, but he his his work is in a different way. He he has his own business, Day Vision. You know, he got his he's doing his thing. He's doing very well at what he do. But mm -hmm. me, Alex, and Tyler, we we took the app. You know, we took that we want to be athletes, and people always ask what makes us, what drives us. I'm just like, man, we just we just all we know is work. We don't know nothing else. You know. Uh, our parents get up, got us up every every morning to clean. We, you know, the use the chores and stuff. You know, 
we just they just engraved into it. It's just part of being a day, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you think of, if you think of day, you don't associate us with being lazy. That's not that's not who we are. We gonna grind. We gonna invest, and we gonna work hard. So that just that's just how we are. So that's just what our parents put into us. What I think. Alex said he had four jobs in college. I said four. Yeah. yeah. And and the fact that he was he was willing to sacrifice now to create the life that he wanted, you know, or still creating, you know, and it takes it takes resiliency and, and to understand, okay, boom, I have to do this right now. I have to suffer right now in order to create mm-hmm. the life that I desire. And and it goes to show that once you come go through pain, you grow. You grow, yes. you start to learn more, more about yourself. Once you go through this hardship of life, this 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 part that's gonna be hard because it's not gonna just I guarantee it's not gonna go by fast. You gotta take it day by day by day. And just goes to show the more you do things that's that's for your future, the better off you'll be. That's right. Who go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna um attack on that. So if we think about on the perspective of sports, if you think about it, you you list name name a great in any sport, right? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. I guarantee you he busts his tail. I don't know no great that didn't put the work in. You look in the NBA Finals right now, Steph Curry, he pulling up from half court. People like, he's incredible. Like, how is he doing that? Like, he's different. Steph Curry earned the right to make that shot from half court. He'd probably shoot a thousand of those a day. You know, thousands, a thousand, a thousand, the repetition of that shot. You mm-hmm. can't just step on the court and think you're going to hit a half court shot. His body is, you know, that motion, that motion is a muscle memory of him practicing that shot. So he pulling up a half court is nothing to him, you know, because he he put that time in, he put that work in to be able to hit that shot. Mm-hmm. And that just goes for anything in life. Like whatever you want to do, you can do it, but it's it's gonna be hard. You gotta grind for it. It ain't that's one thing my uh my dad, you know, he always told me, he said, it ain't nothing easy. Nothing, nothing that mm. you want is gonna be easy. So you got to put the work in and then and i can't say that i'm a person that um that was like that my whole life but you know if you think of like psychology once a once a male hit 25 that you know that brain started developing more so now i as soon as i hit 25 it just clicked for me i'm like man i, I want to be a, a a coach at a high school you know i'm seeing different um you know i see different uh people get that opportunity right out of college and I'm looking at myself like man why ain't why I'm not getting that opportunity mm-hmm. I'm applying mm-hmm. but like I didn't I didn't have my uh teacher uh you know my teacher certification so like I can't get mad at nobody you know I gotta go put the work in you know some mm-hmm. people they get blessed and other people gotta put the work in you know so once that clicked in my brain it's just like you know good things start happening for me I start you know getting the jobs I want to do. I'm starting, you know, I'm living the life that I want to live. So, you know, that's just, that's just what most people got to understand. Uh, nowadays, you, you just got to put the work in. It ain't, it ain't no shortcuts, nothing, you know, mm. um, just like, eat. um, that goes for getting money too. You know, I know our culture, we, we want the easy dollar, but you know, the easy dollar gets you behind the bars eventually, you know, easy dollars don't set your uh, family up in the future so it's mm-hmm. just little stuff like that that people just got to understand once 
I feel like once people understand that, then they'll have a better understanding in life. You know. And 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 so I, I love the fact that you that you said that you seen everybody doing what they was doing, getting the jobs that they wanted. What was wrong with you? You realized it, bro. You realize, okay, boom, I don't, I don't have the credentials behind my name. I don't have the experience. I don't have where I need to go in order to get get like that. And it's crazy. So my mama, my mama, she uh raised three boys by herself. And she showed us, like, whatever you want, go get it. It's not going to be easy. She got eight degrees. Eight degrees, bro. Mm. You hate school. Just imagine. She been going consecutively. You feel me? So she got eight degrees, but she showed us that. Nothing's going to be easy. The more you want something, you have to go work for it. You have to put the time in. You have to actually sacrifice what you want to sacrifice in order to get what you want to get. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And I love the fact that you said that I I, I seen what they was doing, but I can I can be envy toward them. I can be mm-hmm. envy because they have something that I don't. How can I get what they have? Let me go get my ter- my teaching certification. Let me go let me go get the experience and actually yeah. Gain the knowledge of becoming a, a coach or the, the field I want to pursue. And it takes time. Our culture mm-hmm. is so envy towards each other because they see the next person they hating on us. Like, yeah, why why is you hating? You, you do know you can do the same thing, right? Yeah. Like you do and know you can you feel me? Go ahead. It's funny you say that. I feel like, you know, me and my dad had this conversation. It's like I feel like our culture, we the most hating culture. Out of all the cultures, and I'm talking about um, African American, you know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we need to do more supporting each other, you know, more uplifting, more more different things like that. And uh, I feel like, and then I feel like then we'll come up as a um, as a group, mm-hmm. we'll come up together. But the more we uh, kill each other or Hating on each other because this dude got this and I ain't got this, so I'm gonna take them. The more we do that, then we we will never come up. But <laughs> the moment we decide to come together, support each other, like, hey man, this brother doing good, let's support him. You know, like I know a lot of people are basketball fans, right? So I, I look at this perspective. I look at LeBron James. I just I am a fan, but like even if I wasn't a fan, there's no. It's no way I could hate that man. How? You know what I'm saying? He's doing everything we supposed to do. You know, I, I'm not talking about, you know, NBA getting rings and stuff. I'm talking about him taking his uh, success and giving back to his community. He's opened the school and now he's opened the hospital. That's major. Like mm-hmm. that right there is what success look like. That's that is what we should strive for. I feel like. Um if we all get that mindset that he have, I feel like we all could too come up. So I agree. It's an abundance mindset. And and the fact that he did that, you know, he went back to his community and, and opened up a school, opened up a hospital. And he's a he just uh, I read a stat that he's a billionaire now. Like he's the first athlete mm-hmm. still playing as a billionaire. But think about how much time he had to put in, how much yeah. effort he had to put in, how much grind he had to put in. Like, it didn't come easy. It, it, it's not going to come easy. And you said something about a mentor earlier. So you, you said that your mentor was white. Mm-hmm. My mentors, I have two of them. A white dude, a white dude named Mike, Mike Imbriglio, and then I think he's Mexican, uh, Steve Anderson. 
So, and I said that to say that our the mentors that we have, the people that come into our life, it's not it's not about a, a, a race thing. It's not about a, a, a you look like this, I'm not gonna learn from you, or you talk like this, I'm not gonna even be around you. Like mm-hmm. we're limiting our ourselves to even to become successful, just because like we're so we're so one dimensional. Because I want to work with black people, I just want to work with strictly black people. Right. If you open your mind up and span like your parameter of who am I coming counter with, I want to work with people that want to work with me. That's exactly how I, you know, <laughs> I, I agree with you, man. Uh, mm-hmm. The the person that uh, broke their leg to give me my first coaching job was a white guy. It was a guy I played I played college ball with him. His name mm-hmm. Zach. Zach. I played college ball with him in uh, Stephen F. Austin. You know, I'm hitting up. I'm talking about. I'm calling everybody from in the state of Arkansas. I, I you know, I tried to volunteer at my high school, which um they was gonna want me to do it but you know i i just felt like that would that would have been like handed to me almost you know so i just wanted i didn't want to go that route you know but mm-hmm. um you know i met him in college we we didn't even hang out like that all the time you know he was a good dude he was a good christian dude his dad is a big time coach in texas and um i told him i want to coach you know he gave me the whole diagram how to do it <laughs> certification program this and that and then after that, he he went and called all these schools from me, for me. And then out of nowhere, I get I get a phone call from small town center Texas, and they like, come on. I, I go out there. They show me around. The um, the AD had the amount of money I'm gonna make, and he asked me, "Are you coming or what?" And I said, "Yeah." And three days later, I was down there. So, um, me, I I try not to judge. Uh, people by the color of their skin because my first opportunity of doing what I want to do, you know, came from a white man. So, mm-hmm. but that that to say, there still is racist stuff, you of know. Course. Of course, but you just gotta judge it by the person mm-hmm. and not by the race. So, I'm starting to take it more on that perspective, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Like you're accepting people for what they give you instead of mm-hmm. what they. Or what they can potentially be. Now I'm gonna accept you for what you give me until you give me otherwise. You feel me? Because now, now we're we're understanding. Okay, boom. People are people. People have mm-hmm. we have flaws. We have we're good at something. You know. I'm gonna give you a, a promise. Number. So yesterday, what's today? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yesterday, yesterday I got a call from a random guy named Eli. Eli Cruz. He got to talking. I said, "Who is this?" He was like, "Eli." He was like, uh, my partner gave my my partner left your number on uh on my desk, and I just called you. He was an African American male, but and I don't I don't remember giving my number to anybody to leave to the desk so they can call. So when he called me, like the simple fact that he like we talking, talking, talking. This man is highly educated, bro. This man read thirty seven hundred books, mm. or half thirty. Well, he read all of them. I said, yeah, bro, thirty seven hundred books. Mm. So he, as he talking, he calling from a different book, from a different book, from a different book, from a different book. I'm like, bro, this is in, this is incredible. So he was like, man, what you doing at tomorrow at zero eight at, at uh, eight o'clock in the morning? I was like, nothing. He was like, man, we doing a Zoom because I'm doing real estate too because he in real estate. He was like, we doing a Zoom. You want to you want to come? I was like, of course, yeah. of course. I was there. So today I did the Zoom, uh, the podcast with Alex. Reached out to some property. I mean, not property owners, some realtors. Like today, just been busy, but bro, they the, and it's crazy. So when you get around people that's already successful, they don't talk about the money. Mm-hmm. 
first thing that they introduce, okay, boom, I close X amount of deals. I have X amount of money. Okay, boom. But that's the introduction. As you go on and listen to them, the first thing they talk about is your mindset. Mm-hmm. The first thing you talk about is, is uh, having a, a routine within yourself because if you don't, you, you can veer off to multiple things. So yeah. I'm listening to him. He very knowledgeable for just talking. I'm just understand. I'm just listening. I said, this man, it, and it's crazy. This man is intelligent. He know what he talking about. To my mindset, he said, take one thing, break it down seven ways. He said, once you break it down seven ways, take it again, break it down seven ways again. Mm. What? You, yeah. you feel me? And, and this just goes to show like the right people come in your life at the right time when exactly. you're ready. When you're ready, mm-hmm. lack of preparation doesn't mean anything. You didn't, you didn't, you wasn't training for nothing in high school. What throughout your whole career, from pee wee to middle school to high school to college, you wasn't training for nothing. Because mm-hmm. in high school, you would, I ain't gonna lie, y'all, y'all family, y'all crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> but it, it, it's not crazy, you're not saying it like a bad thing, but just the amount of work, all, all y'all. All y'all, but this just shows how dedicated y'all were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, yeah, you're right. We we definitely we definitely uh put the work in. I mean, shoot, uh, I can just think about it, man. Most people don't know that the dedication I I had to play high school football. Um, first of all, you know we I well, it was a little bit different for uh, Allison Collar, but when I came through, I was the first one to go there. You know, ninth grade f- football was cool. You know, my mom dropped me off in the morning. We practiced mm-hmm. in the afternoon. But that tenth grade year, at the time, North Florida Rock, it was like you had two campuses. You had uh, East Campus and West West Campus. Mm-hmm. East Campus was ninth and tenth grade. <coughs> Excuse me. West Campus was eleven and twelve. So, um, you know, that summer of my tenth grade year. We had 6 a.m. workouts, okay? Mm-hmm. My mom got to be at work at 7.30. My dad got to be at work at 4 o'clock. So ain't no bus coming. Did I say we lived in Little Rock? Mm-hmm. I don't think I mentioned it. So we lived in Little Rock, so we coming across the river to school. Mm-hmm. It was only one option for me. My mama told me, I'm not. she said, I'm not getting up early. So that choice I had, I had to ride with my dad. My dad yelling up the stairs. Three fifty in the morning, so I'm getting up, brush my teeth, hurry up, get get there. But I'm out there, uh, you know. If I had money in my pocket, some days my daddy gave me money. Some days, you know, some days he didn't have money. You know, that's just how it is. You know, we weren't we weren't poor and then like that. But you know, some days he had it, some days he don't. But the days he did have money, he gave me maybe like ten dollars. That's straight. So what I did was. So he dropped me off. I'll probably get there around there. Like he had to be aware. I'll probably be there at four o'clock. So it was a Waffle House right there, and it was a shifties every every time I alternated. I was going to the Waffle House, so I'm in there chilling in there eating my meal, and I'm sitting there chilling. And this prostitutes, all type of stuff going on. So I'm 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 staying there in a good three hours until the field open, and then. I'm hoping Coach Bowden get there around five because luckily I had a dedicated coach that got there early, so he'll come open the gate for me. But yeah, man, I had the uh, it was days, and then the days I didn't have money, uh, I got this picture on my phone that I keep that I, when I get down, I, I look at it. 
of an mm. alley. It's an alley between the uh, it was like a little alley where the locker rooms at mm-hmm. and the old gym. I used to chill. I used to sleep on the table right there and wait and see when the uh the lights came on. When them lights came on, I knew Coach Bowden was in there. But that that's just kind of the sacrifice I had. And then getting home, my parents didn't get off till four thirty. So in tenth grade, you know, I'm 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 starting to get the uh you know, starting to make a little friends, but, you know, it was days where I had to hustle my way, like, make a quick friend real quick, just to be like, man, I, I can't, I can't stay, because we get done by, like, 10 o'clock, so I'm like, man, I got to hustle away to just find a place to chill, you know, so it was a lot of times where I'm just hanging out with random teammates after practice, you know, they doing what they, you know, got to do, you know, chasing girls, but I'm, like, literally chilling in their apartments, waiting my mom calling see where me at and she literally scooping me up from different houses but that's mm. just a lot of people don't know that stuff you know i really sacrificed but at the time i didn't know you know i was just doing it you know but now mm-hmm. that i look because now when i see other kids you know because it's a little bit easier now i see another kid see other kids how easy they have it i'm like man bro y'all don't understand y'all don't want to get here on time Man, I used to be sleeping in the alley. I'll tell them, I'm like, man, I used to sleep in the alley. And they ain't believe me. I'll show them the picture. Like, look, this me laying down, posted up in the alley, 4 o'clock in the morning. Ain't no telling who come through. But that was just something that I wanted to do. And it was just a sacrifice. So that's just kind of how it was with us. We just had to get in where we, you know, get in where you fit in. I agree. I agree, Jawan. I mean, it's, it's almost 30 minutes. It's almost 30 minutes. I know I want to respect your time. Hold on, my bad. I do want to respect your time because I, I was I, I, I really want to dive into your story, but I, I oh, do you want can to, if you want. Uh, we can do it real quick. If you you show sure? how, how much yeah, time? Yeah, we good. Yeah, we how, can. How much time? How much uh, time? We can go. We can go for a little bit. About we can tell the story, whatever you want to do. Okay, for sure. Bit. Let me let me know. Let me know when we crunching on time. Okay. All right, for sure. So, so you said that you have a picture of the alley. So, my question is, what made you like think like, okay, boom, let me take a picture of myself in this alley. Let, let me just, you know, for what made you actually do that? Bored. That's I ain't gonna lie to you. I was bored, man. I'm trying to kill time. I like I'm doing whatever I can. When I say them times went by long, it was long, man. Them two hours was long. So I'm bored. <laughs> I'm on my phone doing all type of stuff. That's when Vine first came out. I'm making Vines. I'm scrolling on it. You know, at four o'clock, ain't nobody posting us. So I'm scrolling. You're looking at the same thing. Music. <laughs> I can't go to sleep. I'm scared to go to sleep because I don't know, you know, somebody might walk through this alley or something. But that's just kind of, it wasn't nothing to do. I mean, it wasn't a reason why. I just, I was just bored. I took the picture and I just kept it, you know. And now it's your screensaver. Now you want my screensaver. I just got oh. it on my phone. You know, I got a okay. uh, storage of a lot of photos that I keep that mean mm-hmm. mean something to me. That's incredible. So during that time, during that time that you had to sacrifice, what is the most important thing that you learned about yourself? Uh, at the time when it was happening, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't learn anything because I was just going through it. You know, it's a grind. I'm just going through it. The only thing when I was playing, I wasn't thinking about. Uh, oh, I'm finna be a Razorback or nothing like that. Uh, I was just, I love football. I love the game. I love playing. And I wanted to play for North Florida Rock. I had a lot of pride in the school that I went to. 
anything that I'm a part of, I always had pride for it. Like I'm gonna represent it and I'm gonna, you know, give my all. So, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a, a going, kind of going through the motion. I wasn't living in the moment. It wasn't until I grew up and I had a, I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of uh, fail. Well, I feel like failures in my life that made me look back on that. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know. Um, the obvious failure um, that I had was, um, well, it ain't a failure. It's just unfortunate situations. I look at it. Um, my senior year, I tore my knee up. Um, that was that was that was big deal to me because that um, tearing my ACL my senior year. I was highly recruited. I was I was a really good football player, but that um, you know I had to change my whole game. I had to change the way I played football. Uh, you know I wasn't getting the same attention mm-hmm. that I got because when I tore that, I didn't get to play. I played in I think two games my senior year, and then after that, it was straight to college. And you know, and going to the SEC, that's a whole different animal. Uh, you know, I had guys that was just way better than me. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Collins, you know, he was the star running back. He was a year older than me, you know. He's way better than me, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to fight to, uh, you know, find my role, and, you know, it just never happened to me, and then when I did get in the rhythm, you know, I tore my other knee up, so then it was just like, dang, what I do now is like I had to change my game, because in high school, if you, if, if people, people who actually know me, like, those like that rock with me from high school and stuff. They knew the type of football player was. I was fast. I had vision. You know, I was elusive. So when I got to college, I had when I tore both of my knees, I had to lift a lot of weights. You know, because they're gonna make you work out. I, I lift a lot of uh, weights and I put on a lot of weight, mm-hmm. and then I, I I changed to a big bruiser back, so a more of a power type back. But I was more like a Y'all know who Keon Drake is um, mm-hmm. from Alabama. I was more like that, more elusive, more um, explosive. Then I turned into Jerome Bittis, I guess. So that that changed my life. I had to, uh, you know, I had to live with the fact that um, I'm not going to be as good as football player. And then I had to figure out how to uh, adjust that. And uh, it really, that really didn't happen for me like two years ago. Like I've been fighting that demon for a long time. And, uh, you know, you keep it inside, you use that motivation and it's okay to be, feel angry about it and stuff, but I didn't ever show it, but like, you know, it was always, you know, I had that trauma. It's like trauma. Mm-hmm. I played a play over, over in my head again and again and again and again, cause I know what, what could have been, but now I look at it as a blessing because I'm a whole different person now. Like if I didn't tear my knee up, I feel like I couldn't even do this podcast because uh, before then I was more of a shy guy, a a shy Mm -hmm. person. Um, I didn't talk much, but now I have a voice. I share my opinions to people. Um, Mm -hmm. I go talk to random people. I can do that. Um, You know, it gave me a voice, but, uh, but all that happened because I got a voice now because, you know, I found God, you know, so during my downtime, I found I found God, you know, mm-hmm. I started living better. But before, you know, it was times where I wasn't living right, you know, but everybody go through that because, you know, 
you're trying to cover up the pain, you know, mm -hmm. you're trying to be something that you're not, you know. And then once things clicked for me, I found God. I stopped praying. I have a um, I have a journal that I keep with me. I, um, I write in it every morning at work. I mm -hmm. pray in it. Um, talk to dead family members, dead friends. I, you know, when they, someone died, leave a message for them. I leave my long message, you know, stuff like that. You know, that that right there really changed my life. You know, I, I can't sit here and do this say what changed my life without saying that because that that was a big part of it mm -hmm. that just gave me a voice and then i go on to say on it because it was a fake um changing my life and a real one and i i'll explain it like this so in college you know i'm not you know i'm not um you know there there's this you know there's groups where they come out and, you know, they say, like, do you want to be a Christian, this and that? And, you know, you're going through something mm -hmm. and you just go do it. So I feel like when I did that, I was worse. That 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 right there made me worse because right there I was living a double life. Mm. So I was saying I'm doing this, but I'm really not. You know what I'm saying? So it came to a point where I had to find it on my own. When I found it on my own, that's what really changed my life. So. The second way when I really found God is on my own. And I started, you know, practicing my religion a little bit more, you know, meditate to myself, spending time to myself, you know, different things like that. When I found it on my own, that's when I truly found God and then things started happening to me and I was gained more confidence in myself, different mm -hmm. stuff like that. That really helped me to this day. <coughs> and it's so, bro, and it's incredible because if you didn't go through that, you wouldn't understand what you're feeling. If you didn't mm -hmm. go through that, you wouldn't understand, okay, why am I doing through this? Let me start listening to myself. And I and I love the fact that you went through that hardship because now you're more in tune with yourself. Now you're more in tune with, okay, I know something is wrong with me. This is what's wrong with me. Now I'm aware of what's wrong with me because I'm paying attention to what's going on with me. And see, mm -hmm. and the thing about mental health, about um mental health depression or in uh um uh, mental health depression and i think what's the other one anxiety, yeah, anxiety. anxiety anything dealing with the mind we don't understand like that we're suppressing our feelings we're suppressing our emotions to even say this is what's wrong with me but during that whole time we're suppressing it we're getting worse we're getting mm -hmm. worse and you're able to identify when i first committed to jesus committed to god it wasn't real it wasn't mm -hmm. real because i wasn't in tune with myself i wasn't in tune i wasn't really listening to myself the second time it took me i i was really i was there and i was i was present i was present because and and, and god god will give us god will align people in our lives once we find us once we find who we are once we become more build a relationship with him because that's what i'm doing right now but just build up my faith and actually learning who he is you know just being comfortable with just speaking about him because you know it and it's it's nothing to be shaming about you know if you like it you like it if you don't you don't i'm not gonna force it on you but this is my faith this is my my story because mm -hmm. hell he need done so much for me that i can't even explain for it I, I can't even explain i have no type of explanation for it but i just i just feel like once you're in your purpose and you're in your god-given anointingness i think that's the word but i'm not really for sure it, God, God will show you that, okay, boom, you are here. Okay, so how can you get here? How can you mm -hmm. get here? 
How can you continue to grow? And that is incredible. That is phenomenal. What made you realize the second time that you was ready to uh, accept Jesus? Uh, I had some friends pass away, man. Uh, life got real. Uh, well, it's just, it's just one guy, like, it's crazy because, like, I one thing about me is, like, I have all type of friends, man. I'm just a I'm just interested in people. I just, you know, like I said before, like I was intrigued by the Miami guys, New Orleans guys, and the California guy. I just, you know, I just love to see people happy, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have all type of friends. So one of my friends that passed, his name is Jordan. Um, he passed away with overdose. And that just, you know, that hit me hard. I don't know why, you know. I have, I have plenty of friends, you know, I have friends that passed, but when he passed, that really hit me because the things that this did, did for me for no reason, it was just crazy. Mm -hmm. He was so different from me, but we was so, we were so, we were so alike. It was like, you know, he into that, that party, rock life, that, that stuff, but I'm, I'm not really into that. But what we did have in common was like fellowship and we love we love doing things for people. You know, I get along with a lot of people that like to help others. I always click with those type of people. And this dude, one day, like, I'll never forget this. We we in, uh, I think it's 11th grade. We we in, Mr. we had a, a history class together. This man was, he's probably one of the smartest kids I knew. But he just didn't, I don't know. He He's just different. If you know Jordan, you know Jordan. He's different. He's gonna go on the limb for someone else, but not, but not for himself. Yeah. So, like, you know, I hate to say it, but this man took my test for me, made an A, put his head down, and did not take his test. And he said, "Juwan, what are you doing? You going to play for the Hawks? You know, you know, crazy stuff like that." I'm like, man, like I never even talked to you. Why, you know, why are you doing it? Like, you know, and it's crazy. So he ended up coming to the University of Arkansas. You know, I got a busy schedule, but I made sure to, like, hang out with him when I can. And we came closer up here. You know, he got my number. And then even when I moved to Texas, you know, I had I have a girlfriend here in uh, Fayetteville. You know, he looked out for her, made sure she was okay, did things for her. You know, she go out. He he made sure she got home safely just out of love. You know, he, he was just somebody that he just genuinely loved people. And, like, that's one thing that we had in common. All the other stuff we didn't have a come, you know, we didn't like the same music, you know, we didn't like doing the same stuff, but we had that in common and we can come together and do something in common. Like he can come over, we can chill and play video, you know, like that. You know, I'm not gonna do the other stuff he do, but like mm -hmm. you know, we can hang out, you know, we can fellowship, you know, that just he was like that and I was like that. So when he passed away, it just hit me hard. It just it just let me know, like, man. All of us, we gonna die one day. You know that just is really it is. We all have a, um, we all gonna die. You know. Mm -hmm. And then once I realized that, I'm like, man. I just thought of myself. I'm like, man. If I die today, where would I go? You know. I I looked at my, you know, I looked myself in the mirror. You know, I went to his funeral. I couldn't even go look at his casket. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's just how hurt I was. You know, I was in the back. You know. I wish I would have now, but you know, it just at the moment I just couldn't. But um, after that funeral, I just 
I got myself together, man. I was like, man, I got to quit playing with life, you know. I ain't got much time. I got to get myself together. I need to get right with God. I need to get tunnel vision and focus on what I need to do. So his death changed my life. And, like, a lot of people – and, I mean, if you went to my high school, you'd be like, man, that's weird. Like, Juwan and Jordan, they, they were cool. But, yeah, like, that dude, he looked out for me for real, you know. Little stuff, you know. Sometimes, you know, I ain't have money to eat. He was, Jordan, you can eat, you know. You know, that's just how he was, you know. Little stuff like that, I just don't forget. I don't uh, forget stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of what, what it was that puts me there uh, to get closer with God and stuff. And that's incredible because you made a statement earlier. You said that you have other friends also, but you don't know why, why it hit you. Now, well, when – Cause, cause he showed you love, you mm -hmm. know. What I'm saying? It's not like I said earlier when we first started off. It's not about the materialistic things. It's not. A, it's not about the money. It's, it's the fact that someone is showing that they, that that they care. Mm -hmm. is, is that why you show as much love as you do now to the uh, people that you come encounter with? Yeah, that that's why. But um, me, I always been a loving person, man. I me, I I hope everybody can make it like i wish the best on everyone like you know i i can't think of nobody on top of my head that i could say i hate you know mm -hmm. i don't you know i don't mm -hmm. feel like life that too deep for me to hate somebody you know uh i just haven't been came across i just never came across nobody that uh that is that serious that i hate their guts i just it's just never been me you know, I always been that way, but him, it, it, but his death that made me realize that we had that in common. You know, even mm -hmm. with my girlfriend, like she's like she's a giving person. So like, I just click with people who are givers and like they just have passion. You know, to love others. You know, mm -hmm. that's just how I am. And it's crazy because you said something that I had just said today, bro. And and I said, man, um, I don't hate nobody. I don't, listen, I'm not gonna hate on the next. I want to bring everybody up with me, but I mm -hmm. understand everybody's not ready to come up with me. So it's That's not the true. fact that I'm I'm better than you. No, absolutely not. It's the fact that I want the best for you. Whenever you think it's your time, listen, I'm gonna always be here. I want the best for you. I hope you do good. I hope you find your passion. I hope you do whatever. You feel me? I'm not who am I to say that I hate you just because you're not coming up with me. No, I have to learn and accept that. Okay, boom! Our our as we're evolving, people come into our lives. That's 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 not in our inner circle no more. That's not our blood. That's not really related to us. Mm -hmm. And why? Because you're aligned with yourself. You align with your purpose. And now, like you said, you're a people person. You are. You just connect with people. I connect with people too. I connect with people that. That that won't best for themselves. That's 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 con that's constantly growing. Okay, since I'm growing, how can I put the love into other people? You know, it's the small things that really matters, and it's about the time that you put into somebody, what you the conversation that you're saying, but like how you train people. Like for instance, like homeless people, homeless people get get, get shitted on so much. You know, mm -hmm. they're human beings, just like we're human beings. It's just our, our, we're just in different circumstances. You know, I'm not better than the next person. It was this one dude, uh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name, but he was a homeless guy and uh I had pulled over. So you know look, so you got two 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 uh two roads, one going the opposite way, then a thing in the middle. Yeah. 
So I had pulled up. I, had, I asked him, I was like, man, have you ate today? He was like, yeah. I said, you got anything to drink? He was like, no. I said, all right, cool. Meet me over here. So we met him over here. I was like, what you want to drink? He was like, man, this is cold. I was like, you want some water too? So what I do, I like to get get the give them like the a big bottle or a big coat or something like that. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it can last you a little bit longer because this mug is not gonna last you that long. Yeah. You feel me? And then so I gave it to him. And so I was I was standing there for like 30 minutes. He was like, Man, I'm sorry just to go on a rent, just to be venting. I said, Man, listen, I said, You're absolutely fine. I said, Man, just mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm actually intrigued, you feel me? Because I understand as human beings, we don't have nobody to talk to. At least we think, you feel me? We don't have nobody that we can go to and understand and not be judged. Who want to tell, who want to express how they feel and be judged? Hmm. Right. <laughs> I damn so don't, you feel me? It it, it defeats the purpose. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. And and, and, and it's amazing because the growth that you have developed, the person you are today, Jerron, I'm proud of you, bro. Yeah, I, I will say, um, looking back at my life, I have I have grown a lot, you know. Uh, one thing I would say that I grew up, that, um, that I grown from, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to uh, pre- present myself more serious, you know. Um, Cause I feel like, uh, you know, when I was younger and stuff, I like to laugh and stuff. But at some point, so much laughter, you know, certain people, you know, people don't take you as serious. But mm-hmm. if you pre- present yourself serious and um, make yourself presentable, people respect you more and they'll listen to what you have to say. So, um, so on this journey of my life now, I'm just right now. I'm just having fun doing what I want to do and uh, and I'm enjoying it man uh so right now I um I look back at my life I don't have nothing to complain about I I really checked off if I had a like if I made a bucket list mm-hmm. when I was in like say like third grade I could sit here today and say I checked everything off that you know I already did everything I want to do in life I feel like I have you know mm-hmm. I and you know as I got older, I set new goals, but my childhood dreams, I did all that. You know, I got to play football for the Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. something I wanted to do since I was born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it wasn't handed to me. You know, uh, I earned that and uh, I worked for it. And I got to, you know, I got to check that off my bucket list, you know. Mm-hmm. And I look on that perspective and I'm thinking now it's like, now I want to help other people check stuff out their bucket list, you know, as I continue to grow and uh, creating new things in my, in my life, life. Mm-hmm. you know, that's yes. one thing I can say I'm proud about. Wait, one thing I can't, how much, how much more time you got, little? Uh, we got about 10 minutes. Okay, for sure, for sure. All right, so one thing I came to realize is that it's, it starts with us, mm-hmm. but it's not going to end with us. Because the mm-hmm. people that's coming and counting with us, okay, boom, they trust us and and they believe everything that we're saying. Okay, so how can they implement it? Once they start implementing, okay, now they're impacting the people that's gonna come to them. And now it's just a triggering effect on okay, boom, I'm giving you love. And the way you can pay you back, just give love back. Just keep mm-hmm. giving, giving love. Keep it's not about us, it's more than us, it's bigger than us. This platform, it's not about me. Somebody's going through what you went through, but don't don't know how to actually open up about it, don't how to don't know how to 
express it. You feel me? But it just goes to show we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to figure this thing out called life. Exactly. Gotta, we we all, that's, yeah, you're right about that. We That's one thing we all got in common. So I just feel like, you know, I, you know, social media is a, it's a big, you know, it's a blessing and it's a, you know, and, and it's hurting us too, you know, because mm-hmm. it's making us think we got to live a certain way, you know, but at the end of the day, we all trying to do the same thing. We all trying to put food on the table and we all trying to set up for the next generation. You know, we all mm-hmm. out here trying to survive if we look mm-hmm. at it, but social media has twisted and, you know, it's manipulating our minds thinking, you know, we got to do, you know, it's easier ways to do it when it's not, when it's really simple. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're exactly right. It's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> simple, but not easy. You're right. <laughs> Whew, if you ain't got knocked down on your butt or, or been, been had to start all over trying to figure yourself out, you ain't started life yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right. You ain't started life yet. This is gonna show you who you are, who you becoming, what you went through, why you going through this. There's a reason behind everything. There's a psychological effect behind everything. But how do you figure that out? You're gonna have to go through it. You're gonna have to go through it. So before we end, so I do have a segment, but so before the segment, I do have one more question. So if if, if somebody's dealing with what you're gonna deal with over your of your time of your uh, lifespan, lifespan. What advice would you give them in order to start finding themselves? My biggest advice, my my advice I give them is how I approaches how I approached it was number one, go to the people that love you. So, people that love me was the five people that that uh, was in the house growing up. So that was my four my uh, four brothers and my two uh, parents. I feel like uh, when I was going through the stuff I was, I you know, and I, I never, the crazy part is our, our family dynamic, I mean, it's our family is different. We don't really like express like what we like go through. We just kind of know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I moved back home. Like, don't be afraid to move back home. Uh, move back home, get a little chill job and just think. Uh, that's what I did. I moved back home, stayed around, you know, hanged around my mom, my dad, my brothers. That's what I did. I moved back home and I just uh, moved back home, found a little job and tried to figure it out. Went back to the drawing board. Uh, I stayed at home until I was ready to get back out, get back out there mm-hmm. on my own. So that I'll say, uh, you know, because I don't know everybody's family situation. Some people, families not like that. You know, I'm blessed to have that. You know, but I'll say to try to try to find the people who truly love you, uh, lean on them, have them lean on you. And then uh, if you can try to try to uh, build a relationship with God, you know, mm-hmm. that's the two things I'll say. Find people that love you and God. That's that would be my advice. And that's incredible. That's incredible. All right, so I only have one segment in the podcast and it's called Best for Last. So what the best for last is, is is that I ask you four last questions and you have to answer them quick with a quick explanation. Okay. All right. So question one: How do you keep your composure? Composure. Yes, sir. Uh, it just depends on the situation. I just walk away. That's mm. what I do. Walk okay. away or talk to myself. 
Okay. Okay. What are you grateful for? Say it again. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. Um, what do you regret? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm grateful for my family. You know, they always been there for me. I have a, I have a good family. Okay. Okay. What do you regret? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I regret turn. Uh, I regret uh choosing the wrong hole and tearing my knee up. <laughs> I do regret that. I still regret that. It's still a blessing, you know. I still I accept it now, but I still I always regret it because I know it was my fault. Mm-hmm. And what last last but not least, what does failure's knowledge mean to you? Say it again. What does failure's knowledge mean to you? Uh, what it means is uh, failure is not um, you know, you learn from that. It's not a loss. It's a learning. So L doesn't mean loss. It means learn. You just learn from it. And shoot, I, I feel like I'm the king of that because I take a lot of L's. And I feel like now, with me, it's just like, I just be like, shoot, it is what it is. And I keep rolling. That's how I am. I mean, you guys, my girlfriend right now, I, you know, I still make a lot of bonehead mistakes, especially when it comes to financial stuff like that, you know. But I be like, hey, it is what it is. Throw it off my shoulder. I ain't going to get down about it. And I just keep on mm-hmm. moving. So. And that's powerful. That's powerful. So before, mm-hmm. before we end, do you mind if I pray? Yeah, you can pray. All right, for sure. For sure. All right. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you say thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you for letting us grow in life to actually become the best version of ourselves. Lord, we ask you to strengthen those that's around us that's going through something, that's even trying to figure out themselves. Lord, just show them that take it one day, one day at a time and you, you just start to figure it out. Lord, we thank you for everything. Thank you for your, your, your power, your faithfulness, and your empowerment. We just thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One, my brother, man, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Everybody in tuned in. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Hopefully y'all got value from this podcast just as much as I did. If y'all still trying to figure yourself out, oh, just get ready. <laughs> just get ready. You feel me? So uh, we, we thank y'all. We love y'all. And y'all have a blessing. Tremendous day. All right. Appreciate it.